Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with part two of our process and results series. So this is going to be focused on the application of using process and results for management. And even if you don't have any employees at your law firm right now, I think this is very useful for managing yourself. So let's, um, I kind of want to start this off with kind of a goofus and gallon kind of situation. So let's rewind all the way back to, <laughs> this is, a, this was much earlier in my career when I was, had a field sales role working for a bank that won't be named. But anyway, I had a situation where there was a new manager for the sales team that I was working on and he was not a good manager, but <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of go to the situation. So I was about five or six months in on the team. He ended up very naively taking a very results-based approach to taking the entire team, dividing it by the amount of team members we had and setting that as the quota. So taking people that were 10, 20 year veterans and, and looping in with newbies like me. So not surprisingly, getting looped into this, I ended up being short a couple deals on the new average that was arbitrarily assigned to me. And I was told by the manager, hey, you owe me like five more deals this month. We got to do this. So basically, I had a situation where there was no control over the outcome. I was forced to not only meet a goal that I'd never met, but meet a goal that was higher than one that I'd ever met. And what this eventually led to me doing as an employee was quitting. And again, I was kind of in the process of starting an agency anyway. So, but I, I would have probably, and I could have lasted another six months or a year, and I was definitely producing for this uh, this bank. So it was, you know, something that would have probably been better for them to not have introduced. So let's just take a step out and, and kind of define this under the process versus results lens that we went to last time. So paying absolutely no attention to what the components were, we had a manager who decided to arbitrarily focus on results without fixing these things in. And if you guys have the situation where you're solos or you know, you're trying to get marketing numbers, this is something I see happen all the time. This is something I've done myself. I have a target of making XYZ dollars in the month of September. We're short 10,000 and now we end up wanting to add that 10,000 in the October, whatever it happens to be, right? And this is something that's really, really toxic in a business because it can absolutely destroy morale. One of the things that I find super beneficial about focusing on process versus results is that it gives the people that are responsible a sense of agency. So at the end of the day, especially when we're talking about sales, especially when we're talking about revenue, especially when we're talking about marketing, we ultimately don't have, I mean, we want to believe that we have as much control as possible because that absolutely makes it more likely that we're going to hit our numbers. But at the end of the day, if every single person that we meet decides not to sign, we're not in total control over that. What we are in total control about is the process. And if we have the situation where we know that we're saying the right thing every time, we know that we're doing all the habits that we need to when it comes time to do the consultation, that we're calling all the leads as quickly as possible, then we're going to give ourselves the best chance. And ultimately, if we can judge ourselves based on process, then that's something we're in control about. We have agency. We're not going to be frustrated 
which is one of the worst things to happen, you know, on the day to day basis when it comes to being an employee or a solo, to be honest. And that leads people to feelings of frustration and resentment towards their employer, towards running the law firm, if, if it is yourself just as a solo. And it's something we really, really want to avoid. So to contrast, I want to go to what I do all the time now. And again, I even do this myself in terms of managing my results. And if I catch myself, I can stop it. But what I call this is basically stepping back to step forward. And I'm going to go through a recent example of this and just kind of show you how this works out in action. So hopefully it gives you guys some ideas of how you might be able to do this in your own business. So we had a situation and this was actually coming off of the week of Labor Day. So I don't really want to, um, you know, hold my team to uh, to capital. But basically, you know, I'm managing the sales team over at Case Fuel. We have our goals in terms of how many deals we want to close, our major metrics that we manage. And this is you know pretty similar to what we recommend for our clients and with any law firm, actually. We want to keep track of how many deals are we closing, how many consultations are we setting up. And in our case, um, they're demos, not consultations, but you get the idea. So we have our metrics for every single week. I believe we had revised things downwards. We're shooting for about 15 demos per week, and we hit it most weeks. But um, you know, it was a short week. It was Labor Day. People were kind of sleepy. We missed the entire day of Monday. And we also happened to have the situation where um, one of our closers ended up getting sick. So we had sort of a personnel issue on hand. So instead of 15, uh, we actually revised it down to 12 for that week to account for the, the lost day. Uh, we only ended up hitting nine. And that put us in a bad position for the following week. And it was it was kind of a, a hole that we had to dig ourselves out of. But I was kind of faced with the same decision that my manager way back in the day faced. So do I take the six demo shortfall and tell these guys that they have to hit 21 demos this week? I'd been there before, and you can probably guess that I didn't want to put my team in the same situation where they were frustrated and resentful of me. So what I actually did, and this is pretty counterintuitive, I didn't set a quota for that week. Instead, I did something to really double down on the process stuff was I set quotas on the component results. So what we ended up doing for that week was, here's what we're gonna do. On a day-to-day -day basis, we're not going to measure the amount of demos that you book. We're gonna measure the amount of dials that you make. And whatever you hit whatever is what you hit. And this is kind of going through one of these things that I firmly believe, and if, if there's a you know little quote to make from this episode, it's that if you focus on process, you will get results. If you focus on results, you might get results, but if you don't get the results, you know, you don't really know what to do next. And this is probably not going to come as a surprise. We ended up getting, you know, blew the quota out of the water. It was basically, you know, we actually had less going into this. We actually had a little bit of an issue with our ads getting shut off. A shout out to Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook machine. But we still ended up pulling out with 14 book demos for the week, which is fantastic. And now we're in a fantastic, uh, we're in a great position to have an awesome week. And again, we're, we're back on track. And again, what's actually cool about this too is that it gave us a little bit of an opportunity to focus on something that we might not have been super granular for. I don't like to micromanage. I hate it. Usually don't focus on the amount of dial output past the first couple of weeks in our role. But it's always good to kind of put that hat back on and get to the point where we're, you know, getting back to basics and doing these because, you know, these things mostly continue with under their own power, but every now and then it's good to focus on what got you to a result. And that's really it at the end of the day. So because we focused on process, we ended up getting results. And if we had focused on results at the like, ignoring of process, then, you know, we're not really, you know, this is kind of something that's super important. By focusing on process, we're going to eliminate frustration because we're providing people a bridge to get to the results. And at the end of the day, I try to do this as much as possible. And it's really is a mindset that I've seen in some of the most successful people we work for. You can't attach emotional significance to something that's truly out of your control. So I think it's super important to keep agency in things that you're doing. And again, like agency in, in the psychological sense is what I'm doing, having a direct effect on the outcomes that I'm held to. 
So by providing process, we're providing a bridge to getting the results, which is actually more important than getting the results anyway, right? And so this is sort of a weird thing that I do, but if you guys find yourself in the situation where you're frustrated with an employee or you're frustrated with the results of something that's going on for yourself, how can you break it down? What is something that you can do that is a little bit upstream? What are the behaviors that you control that lead to the result you're looking for? Can you detach yourself from the result and focus on the process that gets you there? I promise you in the long term, the process is being right is going to be more important than the results being where that you need them to be, um, at least to you know a certain size of your company. But anyways, I'll leave you guys with that. Let me know what you think in the comments or shoot me an email on the website, but I'll see the rest of you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.